Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yes, welcome back. Hour number two here. My son is in the witching hours right now. If you do hear a baby crying <laughs> and screaming in the background, that is because Josh, my brother, is babysitting um, tonight. So there you go with that right there. So if you do hear a kid crying or screaming in the background, do not call child services. It's a family it's, show. It's a right. family show. Everything is fine. If you follow my brother on Twitter at some point, Big Man Krantz, you see a picture of the two of them right outside the door where I'm broadcasting from the studio also uh, right there. Hopefully Josh gets two or three more followers. That'd be nice for him right there when I just promoted his Twitter. Though. All right, let's get into a lot more. We have a lot more to go to here on Zach and the Nose's Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Uh, we just did some of the nose candy and the nosebleeds from last week. We need to get into this week as well. But there are a couple text messages that I want to get to, people that have been hanging on with us for a long time. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. I like this one. This one's great. This is one from our, one of our biggest listeners out there and, be, and best text messages. Uh, after all those injuries this past weekend, fantasy football has now declared a state of emergency. And you guys like weathermen broadcasters 24-7 showing us how to weather the storm. You're damn right. We're here for you. We love fantasy football. We know you love fantasy football. And, every, and this is, by the way, me and the nose talk about six days a week, a lot, every day. This and that. Pick this guy up. What are you doing? How's your wife? I hate my life. The whole deal. That comes out every single time we talk. Sundays, we basically never talk unless it's right before kickoff when I have a, 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 oh, who do I start here? Who do you like here? We talk for about an hour during text messaging during Sunday because of all the injuries going on. It was First, it was un- unbelievable the start that Nose had to his day when it came to the tight end of the week and the Nose pick of the year and all that. And I kept saying to him, holy moly, wow, this is great. We might have actually jinxed ourselves by texting, because then all of a sudden it was, oh my God, Mo, Mo, uh, Radio Raheem's out. Oh, did you see what happened to San Francisco's defense? Did you see what happened? Here? It is absolutely crazy. So you're right. A texter just texted in, one of my favorites. It's like it's hurricane season, and we are like channel like four, channel seven news. It's 24-7. We're living and dying fantasy football for you guys, especially before the waiver wire comes out. Um, and, and we even got Nose's own studio in his parents' house tonight, where ghosts are just flying around the background. That's right. I, That's right. Sunday, bloody Sunday. We're here for you at that uh, at that point as well. Let's get to a couple more text messages. Nose, you ready? Uh, let's go to right from the start. I have third. I have the third waiver in my league. Should I pick up Freeman or my or M, M. Davis? Uh, I have Aaron Jones, Singletary, Kelly, McKinnon, and Swift and Carry On. Wow. Uh, PPR two running back, one flex league, or do I keep my top waiver? 
So pick up Freeman or Davis or keep that waiver priority. No, I think you're going to use yours right now because the th- beautiful that you have Aaron Jones, the number one guy in the game. But right. after him, you have Singletary, Kelly, McKinnon, nice players. But don't get me wrong, they're nice players, but they're players that can lose their jobs at any time because Eckler's still the number one guy there, even though I like Kelly. And, of course, Monster comes back. McKinnon is going to be leveled out. What I would do is I would take the chance with uh, Freeman if I was you because you look like you need yourself a real solid RB2, and he has a better chance of being that guy. You have a bunch of Mike Davises on your team. You don't need him for the three to five weeks that Christian right. McCaffrey's out. So go ahead, use Freeman. He's worth the you know he's worth a top waiver right now because he is a guy that we've seen play before. He's tough. He's physical. He could play the game quite well, and he'll get fed the ball there because I don't believe in the running backs they currently have there in Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman. Right. Uh, someone texted in. I need one of these wide receiver for tight end standard league. Uh, Marvin Jones, Go Dirt, or Scary Terry? Scary Terry, Scary Terry in a no-brainer situation. Scary Terry is a player now who I am putting simply in a must. He is a must-start player unless you only start two wide receivers in your league. If you have a very basic standard league, okay, he's a decision maker. But if you have a three wide receiver league or a flex league, Scary Terry has proven himself to be really good and uh he's going to be in games where they need to throw the ball because they're going to be playing from behind and uh, i love him right now this week against cleveland so go with mclaren oh excuse me scary terry over jones and goddard right make sure you say his written name right i i am even though that was embarrassed last name right um okay this guy texted in a little two-parter for you will barkley ever be the same you think and chris godwin is he going to be back full time Chris Godwin is back. Great question out of the concussion protocol. So it seems like he'll be fine as long as his head's clear, which they wouldn't allow him to play otherwise. So get Godwin into your lineup and uh, be thankful it was only one week. And then, listen, Saquon Barkley is a player who I don't think I could draft until he pulls in a 16-game season where he's a star all over again. This is very bad, obviously, for his career. But, of course, he could bounce back. But this is the second time in three years where he's had major injury, and uh, I won't trust him. I'm listen. I believe that people are injury prone. Freddie Taylor is the perfect example of that. Who is one of my favorite players, person, uh, Gator of all time. But truth be told, he couldn't stay healthy, and I'm getting a little nervous that this might be the situation for Saquon Barkley. Right. Someone just uh, texted at us. By the way, three zero five five six seven zero five sixty. Uh, Cortland Sutton, one of my top guys, now done. Where do I go from here, wide receiver-wise? Okay, so that is basically saying, hey, are there any uh, waiver-wire wide receivers that I should be looking into? And I have two recommendations for you. Well, Nikhil Harry is worth a speculative ad right now for the New England Patriots. Yes, it's only one game, and he had a great game. Um, But can he do it again consistently? That is still yet to be remained. But the targets and the usage was there. He had eight catches for 72 yards. Cam Newton seemed to be getting him the ball. He's the young wide receiver outside of Edelman who could really make a difference in New England. So I would pick him up. Also, it's now a proven thing. Russell Gage, wide receiver for the Falcons, who is their third guy between you know after Julio Jones and after Calvin Ridley, who's, by the way, the number one wide receiver in fantasy in two weeks, just saying. Um, Russell Gage... <laughs> The Falcons are giving up so many points that, 
Matt Ryan is throwing the ball like crazy. And Russell Gage, it happens to be a top wide receiver right now. Uh, at least he's a top 20 dude uh, in the league. So, again, it's only two weeks, and I am very aware of that. But if you need a speculative start or someone who's done it two weeks in a row, I recommend Russell Gage as a pick him up and start him for this week. And Nikhil Harry is more of a guy that if you have uh, room on your bench – you could pick him up and give him a week or two. And if he ends up being the real deal, you got yourself a good player. Yeah, about Julio Jones owners, by the way, last week, the drop touchdown in the end zone. I don't even know. The wide receiver, I think, threw the ball to him. It was, a, it was Russell it was. Gage. Was it Gage? So Gage <laughs> could have thrown a touchdown also last week, too. Uh, he did throw a touchdown. What oh, happened on that Julio, play? Julio, good God. What happened with Julio Jones uh, last week? I mean, as we're talking about uh, waiver wire suggestions, let's just jump into it uh, full steam ahead with Leonard Fournette. Um, what happens with Leonard Fournette at this point? A lot of people drafted him maybe early, maybe even you got him late, and then after week one, you're questioning it, but not after week two, right? No. Uh, I, yo, I am questioning it, yes. I'm not questioning whether or not he's going to be a star in the league or not. I think it looks like he is going to be a star in the league. But we have to remember, he got a very dirty, long touchdown. So his... Right. You know, his stats from uh, last game were quite impressive. He had, let's see, let me take a quick peek. He had 103 yards on 12 carries. So the key to this is 12 carries. But it was that long touchdown that made his stat line look really good because he was looking at about 10 yards, excuse me, 10 rushes for 55 yards and, and that one goal line touchdown. Yeah, that was a good game. But then all of a sudden he broke out right. that beast run. And now all of a sudden he's a top 15 running back through two weeks, and you're like, oh, I got Leonard Fournette. Listen, I own him everywhere. I still, believe it or not, want to see one more week out of Leonard Fournette. If you have to start him because he is your best option, I get it, and put him right in your lineup. I still believe that it might be a little too early because I don't believe they're just giving up on Ronald Jones just yet. I'd like to see him get 18 carries a game. That's when you know this is not a discussion. Leonard Fournette is a must-start. And I do believe that's going to happen by week six. So if you drafted him and you have a little depth, be a little patient maybe or put him in there. But it is a little risky still for me. I think he's going to have a step backwards this week because I don't see him breaking another long touchdown. But if he does, I apologize and I'm wrong. But I'm betting on that. I'm betting on the fact that he doesn't. But if you own him and you have a decent record, this is a closer. Remember how Derrick Henry closes all these years? That's right. That's right. Leonard Fournette could be a closer because he's never been in a situation where in the fourth quarter he's handed the ball up no. and where he just he has to just go and pound out 10 rushes in the fourth quarter by itself and win the game. In Jacksonville, he was never asked to do that. The plan here in Tampa is that Brady gets him that lead and he becomes the guy in the fourth quarter. I'm very much looking forward to when that happens, and I expect it, again, by week six. Right. We'll see what happens on the Tampa Bay offense top to bottom with Godwin coming back and Fournette now playing a little bit better. That could be an interesting offense. The one we talked about before the season started and then week one and kind of even in week two, we saw it kind of, eh, we weren't very happy with it. But it looks like it is shaping out. And you said it a million times in our four or three pre-draft shows that a lot of these teams with new quarterbacks and new systems, you have to kind of worry about it and see it for the first couple weeks. And you are seeing that with a lot of these teams, uh, including Tampa Bay, which Tampa Bay, to me, 
is the one offense to look at and be like, wow, on paper, this is a video game, unbelievable offense. It's just not turning out that way the first two weeks, but it is kind of shaping out. Any other running backs uh, might be waiver wire pickup wise for you that you want to kind of throw out there, recommend to a couple of people that might need help in that position. We really beat it up pretty good, but if you're just right. tuning into the show, I'm going to reiterate myself. Jarek McKinnon and Josh Kelly are the two really top guys that I, I think can fill in right now for you. If you're a Saquon Barkley owner, Devontae Freeman for a long-term season play is the guy who I would recommend. He might not make it happen this week, but I think in two weeks it'll start happening. A lot of people were asking about the Rams guys. I don't like any Rams running back. So uh, if Daryl Henderson is available... And if you have space, sure, pick him up. But Cam Akers and Malcolm Brown are still there. Um, a guy we haven't mentioned yet, and, and he's actually a really nice player, is Jeff Wilson Jr., who is now going to be Jarek McKinnon's, I guess, uh, yin and yang to that offense. I still right. believe in McKinnon quite a bit more. But Jeff Wilson, if you're in a deeper league, is a very nice add. And uh, if you need to start someone this week for the New York Giants because you're in a deeper league, Deion Lewis is the guy I would want over Wayne Gallman. Deion Lewis, though, ultimately, you know what you're getting from him. It's nothing going to be spectacular. That's why if you have the number one waiver wire spot and you lost Saquon Barkley, I'm recommending Devontae Freeman. All right, wide receivers, tight ends, as we wrap up this segment, can we go over a couple that you gave out maybe an hour ago when we were talking about Sunday, Bloody Sunday, but the, any for that, those two positions? Right, the, well, I just mentioned the Nikhil Harry and right. Russell Gage. On top of that, if you want some really high upside, high-risk guys, but they could turn into gold, this uh, Chase Claypool uh, for the Notre Dame wide receiver that was uh, Big Ben's big hit. Um, this guy could be a big home run hitter for Pittsburgh, but that's more in a deeper league. And then K.J. Hamler is the rookie that in Denver is going to replace Cortland Sutton. He's a player that has a lot of upside, but again, <laughs> uh, don't play it, Garcia. But Sunday, buddy, Sunday, Drew Locke. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so true. Drew Locke. Would have been, I would have been like, get KJ Hamler in there, but now you're looking at Jeff Driscoll. It's just a very ugly situation. But KJ Hamler is a, a deeper rookie uh, player that's on people's waiver that I would look at and recommend picking up. Lastly, in the tight end position, we discuss it. If Jacecki is available for your league, yes, I'm recommending a Miami Dolphin to be picked up and started. Like he needs to be rostered in all leagues. Then Dalton Schultz uh, from the Dallas Cowboys needs to be owned. He is Blake Jarwin's replacement. He had a team-high 10 targets last week, 88 yards. If you're looking for a tight end and Jacecki's not available, I really like Dalton Schultz. The last one I'm going to give you is the Mo Ali Cox from Indianapolis. If Jack Doyle is still going to be out, I think there's no reason why he can't have a ne another very big game or two for Indianapolis. Rivers loves, as we know, with Antonio Gates, we, he loves to throw to his tight end. We had so much going on in the show today that we hadn't gotten to the sniff test yet. That is coming up next in the next segment. Your text as well, 305-567-0560. That's the nose. I am Zach. This is Zach on the Nose's Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shores. We'll take a break. We'll come back with a sniff test, and we'll end the show after that with the tight end pick of the week and the nose pick of the week. Back after this. Now that babysitting duty for Josh is over, 
So we had to pay him. I pay him in pizza, which is even better. That's the easiest way to pay my brother off. A couple slices of pepperoni, and he is good to go. Anyways, let's get back to the real stuff. That's us. Zach in the Nose, Fantasy Football Show, brought to you by our bestest friends at Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shores. All right. So each week, this is probably my favorite segment of the week. It's when we get you kind of prepared for the week that's coming, not the week that was. No more observations, thank goodness. You hear that paper in the background? That's the nose going through all the observations from the last couple of weeks, for the last seven days or five days. So we're going to get to the sniff test, which is one of my favorites of uh, the week to get you ready for week three. That starts Thursday night, by the way, 825 kickoff in Jacksonville. Battle for the state of Florida second place, with Tampa Bay being the best team in the state, I think. And Jacksonville, Miami fighting for second and third place there. So let's get to a couple of the quarterbacks that passed the sniff test. Well, let's just go right after it. You know, after you did the uh, Thursday night preview, it's the mustache versus the beard. Oh, wow. The mustache versus the beard on the internet is a very uh, big, big time hype. Have you seen it yet? Tell I me have, that. yes. I loved every second of it. By the okay. way, where do you go with mustache or beard? Oh, I'm a, come on, it's the beard. No really, question. you're not a mustachio guy? No, I, like I am not. Mustachio. Right. Well, I think of millennials with a mustache, and they think that they're better than me with their crap beers, and you know they're just <laughs> they don't they don't have cable TV because they only download you know certain uh-huh. yeah that's what I consider the mustache. They're just right. better than me and everything. Right. Anyway, but Gardner Minshew. No, I'm not bitter about it. Gardner Gardner Minshew versus the Finns, man. That's something that if Josh Allen's thrown for 417 yards, I think the mustache is going to play in that 325-yard category for sure. I happen to have a really good feeling this is going to be a shootout this game and actually quite entertaining. I do hope your Miami Dolphins go out on top, but I am very concerned about their secondary. Now, was it Byron Jones is out? Yeah, so it's going to yeah, be... Uh, yeah, it, yeah, he doesn't look good for him at this point. No, no, I, the, no. the team short, doesn't First look... off, short week, anyone that's banged up. I mean, I'm still, to be honest with you, I'm still a little afraid of Devontae Parker this week. And they might say, well, listen, it's a short week. Uh, you don't feel 100%. Let's sit you also. On short weeks like this, I'm afraid of anyone that was even, you know, that hurt their pinky toe in a game on Sunday while playing on Thursday night. But if Devontae Parker ends up being a full go, I am recommending to start him. Right. I'm just going to throw that out that there right, right now. He is Jack- the number one guy for Ryan Fitzpatrick. There is no if ands, or buts. There is no maybe go with the second guy. Uh, the only second guy I would say is the guy that you probably recommended in the last second to pick up is Mike Kosicki if he is ready to rock and roll and he's on your waiver wire. That's it. And in the first two weeks, give the guy a break. He went against Stephen Gilmore, the defensive player of the year last year, and my boy Tredavious White for the Bills. Like, that's the two hardest assignments. And so finally, he's going to end up going against C.J. Henderson. Man, I love C.J. Henderson. Don't get me wrong. But he should be uh, all over it. So yeah. I'm – if you, I, we're, we're jumping ahead. That's what we do. But I do happen to like Devontae Parker because he is a guy that people are going to be like, do I start, do I not? If he is a full-blown go, start him. All right, but back a couple, to a couple more quarterbacks. We know about the Mustachio at this point. Yeah. The Mustachio is a really good start in a two quarterback league, or if one of your guys went down. Also, Mitchell Trubisky. Yes, I'm wow. saying it. I'm recommending it. All of a sudden, he's got that offense going in the right direction, and now they are going against what we call the most scary and disastrous secondary in the Atlanta Falcons. How many? What? Wow. I don't even want to talk about. 
you're looking at me and you're shaking your head because of the disaster Do that they were. Do you realize that ESPN stats and uh, Elias Sports Bureau came out with a stat after that game? <laughs> and it's bad when, when that comes out directly after a game is over because that means they were sitting on that stat, but they never thought it would actually come through. Teams that score 39 points with zero turnovers going into this game were 440 and oh undefeated undefeated 440 games played where that happened 440 times that team won the game atlanta now has the two worst games that they lost in the super bowl a couple years back and this one last weekend maybe two of the top 10 all-time worst games in nfl history how do you recover from that? I do not know, but I like what you said before because Matt Ryan's going to throw for about 500 a game now, <laughs> 400, yeah. 500 a year because of the fact that they're not going to stop. I would assume right now Dan Quinn is talking to his offensive coordinator and saying, if we're up 85 nothing in the third quarter, all of our starters are playing until that game is done. We cannot blow another game like this. Dan Quinn's lucky to have a job today. I don't like firing guys. I don't like when people lose their jobs. From, from a McDonald's worker to, to, to a guy that's running a franchise. I don't care. That's the worst. Dan Quinn's lucky to have a job. He's There's lucky no to have a job. Right. And I know what you're saying. Your boy Gaze shouldn't have a job, but that's another. The two of them. That's another. That's an, right. We're not going to jump into that, but yes. That's what, a, what it is. Let's go back to it. But Trubisky is who we're talking wow, about here. Right, and right. Trubisky's got weapons. And Trubisky's going to be on turf. And he's going against a secondary who can't stop anybody, and he's playing well. So if you have Mitchell Trubisky in a two-quarterback system, I'm definitely starting him. And I love him in a DFS play this week. No-brainer for me. The last one that I'm recommending is Ryan Tannehill. And I'm just – I'm exactly. Because he is everything that the Dolphins hoped he would be. You could blame it on coaching. You could blame it on whatever you want to do. But last week he had 239 yards and four touchdowns. And if you have been watching – Minnesota's secondary can't stop anyone as well. So Ryan Tannehill is walking into a really nice situation again. So between Mitchell Trubisky, Ryan Tannehill, and Garden Minshew, those are guys that they're on your waiver wire right now. And you had a quarterback that you're not happy with right now, like a Daniel Jones, for example. I would start any of these guys over him this week. All right, week three quarterbacks that passed the sniff test, like Nose just said, Mitch Trubisky, Ryan Tannehill, and Mr. Mustachio gardner Minshew. Let's go to let's move to the running back position. Give me a couple of running backs this week that passed the sniff test. Okay, let's start out with our first Jimmy. Jimmy Robinson versus your Miami Dolphins. That's right on the show. If his name is James, we call him Jimmy. That's just a rule. Um, right now, folks, guys off to a really solid start this year, and uh, the Dolphins have given up 164 yards average on the ground over the last two games. So yes, we're talking a lot about how right now poor your Dolphin, you know. Defense is playing. Hope Flores could turn that around. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, But in the meantime, James Robinson, who I know is on your uh, rosters in at least one of your leagues, he's a must-start to me as a second running back or flex play. He's got a great matchup this Thursday night. The next, right? I was about to say. I I already see on the list. I see a, a a little topic of conversation here. Give me the next running back. The next one is another Jimmy, another Jimmy, Jimmy, Con- right, right. Jimmy Connor, it's Jimmy week, right? So right. Connor, sh- Connor showed uh, that he basically had the job still to himself last week. A lot of people loved Benny Snell. At the end of the day, it seemed like 
the people had asked me, who do I start between the two of them? Thank God I gave out the right advice and I told them to start Connor because he was the one who broke out there and he had over 100 yards and a touchdown. He's getting his confidence back and against a real bad Houston rush defense. I expect him to hold on to his job and have over 100 total yards and another touchdown. So start Connor. That's been a player that, what do I do? Last week, if you started him, you were very, you know, you were happy with it. Continue and start him this week. All right. I see a third running back on your list. Give me the third running back that passes the sniff test. Okay. Jimmy McKinnon. (laughs) That's a little bit of a stretch. It was a stretch. I was trying to get a triple Jimmy on us here. Jarek. Cherick McKinnon with Mustard and Coleman out. We I've beaten this to a pulp. I should have made him the nose pick of the week of how much I'm recommending him, but this is plenty for me right here. Uh, McKinnon, I believe, has star ability. He broke a really long run. I believe it was 55 yards last week, and I expect him to have a really big game against a bad Giants team. Uh, excuse me, a bad rush defense for the Giants. And, uh, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Jarek McKinnon is, a as I've said multiple times, a must-start for you guys. All right, running backs that pass the sniff test for week three, Jimmy Robinson, Jimmy Connor, and Jimmy McKinnon. And I am going to call him Jimmy McKinnon the rest of the season, no matter what happens with him. Okay, let's move on to the wide receiver position. Give me a couple of wide receivers that pass the sniff test. We briefly went over this just, uh, I don't know, probably about an hour ago, but with A.J. Brown out and loving Ryan Tannehill this week, he has to throw it to somebody, and it's not just going to be Janu Smith. I'm going with Corey Davis this week versus Minnesota. The former top first-round pick, I believe the fourth overall pick for the Tennessee Titans, has been what I'd consider a bust. But he's still there, and he's had a few good games, and I love him this week with A.J. Brown out. So Corey Davis is a really good play. We talked about Scary Terry. I have him as a must-start almost in every basic league that you could be in right now in versus Cleveland. Scary Terry is a talent. And Haskins finds him the ball. So overall, if you have Scary Terry and you have him on your bench, that just simply means you have a really good team. If, right. uh, you, but if you have him and you could get him in your lineup. And the last one, I'm going with a little bit of a stretch. And I am going with C.D. Lamb. Woo! The, the rookie wide receiver, which is always uh, interesting to go with a rookie wide receiver. Let me tell you, he is fully startable right now as a wide receiver three or a flex play in your deeper deeper leagues if you have three wide receivers and a flex. I totally see you could start him against Seattle's D who can't guard anyone. Listen, Jamal Adams is one of the best safeties in the game, but he is not he's really not stopping the uh, slot receivers. So C.D. Lamb should find himself open a lot. And in that potent offense, I'm expecting a really big game out of him. If you want to pick him up and start, or he might not be available, but if you have him on your team, I give you my full blessing to give him a roll. All right, three wide receivers that passed the nose of sniff test this week. Corey Davis, Scary Terry, and C.D. Lamb. Okay, if we have all those players that pass the sniff test, there's got to be a bunch of players that fail the sniff test. Let's start with that quarterback position. Give me a couple of quarterbacks this week that fail the sniff test. So I think everyone should be – is. A little bit cautious with Joe Burrow. Now, I really like Joe Burrow, but last week he had, what, 700 passes? It was ridiculous. I think he threw Uh, 61 balls last week. I think that was the total, right? It was ridiculous, and it's not going to happen again. And actually, the Eagles have a pretty good secondary. 
Look, if, if Joe Burrow is uh, in a two-quarterback league, your second quarterback, no problem with it. But you're not doing so hot if he is your number one quarterback. Again, I'd start someone like a Ryan Tannehill or a Gardner Minshew over him this week. Um, Daniel Jones, unfortunately, has gone backwards pretty quickly. And as we discussed, their offensive line's beat up. They don't have a running back. And Evan Ingram keeps dropping the ball. So you put all these factors in it Those together. Aren't good. That's not good altogether, right? right? That is not altogether. Going against San Francisco, not his best play. I would bench him, especially for the players that I mentioned that I would start. And lastly, I know you might need to start him, but don't expect the Big Ben that we've seen over the first two games. I think he's going to have a bit of a more mediocre game against a great Houston secondary. Houston's rush defense, not good. Houston secondary, quite good keep that in mind moving forward i would say big ben if you have another option consider it all right quarterbacks that fail the sniff test for the nose this week jersey joe burrow danny dimes and big ben let's move on to the running back position give me a couple running backs this week that fail the sniff test so for the next few categories i'm going to be naming teams for a bunch of them oh we're there okay yeah we're there because I want, to, I want to get as many names as I can. But the, the guy who showed a little promise in week one, not so good in week two, David Johnson this week versus Pittsburgh's insanely great running uh, rush defense. I don't love him. So if you have other options, or if in DFS, I would certainly not touch him. Uh, we've beaten this one to a pulp, but I would not be starting any Rams running back. It's a three-headed monster, and you do not know which one's going to pop up. I don't think Sean McVay even knows at this point. And uh, yes, Frank Gore's had a ton of touches last week, but there was no spark there. He could grind out for some yards, but I think Frank Gore is in his final, final year, and they're going against the we very... We say sca- that every year. Wait a I know. Year, but listen, last year he had a few big games. He rushed the ball a ton, and he didn't go anywhere last week, and now he's playing even a better rush defense in Indianapolis. So... Uh, if you have Gore or any Jets running back, I wouldn't be starting him. Yeah, that's uh, sad for Frank Gore, too, because he's been around for so long. Uh, running backs that fail the sniff test for this week, David Johnson, Frank Gore, and any Los Angeles Ram running back. Uh, I love when we do the whole team by itself. All right, wide receivers, let's move on to that position. Give me a couple wide receiver or wide receiver groups that we're, fail we're, the sniff yeah. test. We're grouping. We're grouping right. right now. This is a little bit of a surprise. I haven't done this one yet. I wouldn't be starting any of Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers not named, not named Tyreek the Freak Hill, of course. Now, that does not include Kelsey. Don't get freaked out. But Sammy Watkins or Robinson or Hardman, any of these guys, not trustworthy whatsoever right now. He spreads the ball out to every single player. So in terms of wide receivers, last year you could throw Hardman in. I know you've done it where you were going to hope for that bomb touchdown right. or or Robinson had some big games in a row. And obviously Sammy Watkins is a name that we're all very familiar with and are comfortable starting, especially because he had a good week one. Well, he just tweeted out today he's got no head problems because he got hit in the head. I wouldn't start any of these guys. So in KC against Baltimore, who has some awesome secondary uh, cornerbacks, um, yeah, I would not be starting any of those guys. Yeah, that's a tough obviously. One right there. Obviously, you start Tyreek Hill every week. I don't need to tell you that. Right, right. Unless the team is the, the bus is on fire, of course you're starting Tyreek Hill. All right. So where else? What other uh, groups of wide receivers fail your sniff test? We are not starting any 49ers wide receivers. I don't trust anyone on that team, not named George Kittle or Jarek McKinnon for this week. Uh, we again we discussed it. Everyone is beat up there. 
Uh, Nick Mullins is the quarterback. I, who knows who's going to catch the ball from there. So it's just the Jarek McKinnon. So excuse me for now for you. It's the, J, the Jimmy McKinnon show. Jimmy McKinnon, right. And don't start any 49ers wide receivers. And it goes out with, without saying no Jets wide receivers need to be played. I, I'm sorry. And I know you had a really good moment with your boy Braxton Berrios last week. Oh, I know no. He's a friend of your show. And I know he had an awesome touchdown. Right, no, right. I don't think we should be picking up or starting him, unfortunately. But We'll keep, but we'll keep an eye on him. What a dirty touchdown! He must have been thrilled about that. Oh, loved it. That that made my whole day. Outside of when he played leagues, that made my whole day. Braxton Barry and all Canes fans too. He's that one guy, man. That that everyone loves. If you're a Hurricane fan, that that dude turned into a legend his senior year here for the Miami Hurricanes football team. Our wide receivers or wide receiver groups that failed the sniff test this week. Outside of Tyreek Hill, nobody from Kansas City in that wide receiver group. No wide receivers in the 49ers, not named Kittle or Jimmy McKinnon. And even on the Jets, don't start Braxton Berrios or any of those other guys, too. That is the sniff test for this week. Let's take a break. We'll come back with some text messages. And we also have the tight end of the week and the nose pick of the week. And we have to go over something in your tight end pick of the week also when we come back. Something that I can't believe you forgot to do. Uh, and it has to do with beating your chest. And I know you love to beat your chest here on the show. This is Zach in the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shores. Tight end of the week, nose pick of the week, and your text coming up 305-567-0560. We'll take a break. We're back to wrap things up right after this. All right, this is Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in beautiful Miami Shores. A nice uh, late night hello to Danny, the GM of Tropical Chevrolet and the king and queen of Tropical Chevrolet, Erica and Ari. Uh, Special thank you, as always, to our big sponsors here on the Fantasy Football Show. Glad that you're all with us. Tonight, by the way, a little special edition after Sunday Bloody Sunday. No need for music there, but after a Sunday Bloody Sunday. Um, and all the stuff going on going into Waiver Wire Wednesday where me and the Nose were saying we need to be on. We, need, we spoke to Len, the leader, and we told him at that point we need a Tuesday night special. And, well, you know, Joseph Gacky's got Hurricane Hotline on lockdown, so we weren't going to kick him off his normal show tonight. And he wasn't leaving for any Gators anyway uh, tonight as well. Let's get the Gack. Right, the man, Joseph Gacky. Uh, 305-567-0560 is the text machine if you want to get in. We have the tight end pick of the week coming up here in a couple minutes. We also have uh, the nose pick of the week. Uh, and we have to get to something special in the tight end pick of the week also because I want to yell at nose for a second, which he's probably mad at himself uh, once he hears what I have to say to him. But let's get to a couple texts real quickly. Uh, Carson Wentz or Danny Dimes. Also, how long do I keep these guys? I also have Wentz in another league with Big Ben. I believe the question really circles around Danny Dimes and what do you do with that guy at this point? Yeah, no, I understand the frustration, but it's only two games in. Uh, Let's see how he does at home versus San Francisco. Let's see how he comes back. I give him not just this week, but one more week after that. And I do expect him to... I I still believe in Danny Dimes, so I'm telling you not to to, uh, freak out. Hold on to both Wentz and Danny Jones this week. 
Start Carson Wentz, though, and let's see how Danny Dimes does. That's what I recommend for this week. And also in a league where you have Big Ben and Wentz, uh, I would be starting Big Ben. Yes, I told you I don't love him this week, but I love him more than Wentz because right now Wentz has showed us very little. I'm hoping he has a comeback game because it's been real ugly. And he goes against Cincinnati, which should mean a good game. All right, here's another one. Uh, I have the number one waiver wire uh, this week. Should I get Freeman? I also have A.A. Ron Ekilar, Cook, and Mixon in the same league. Uh, I'll answer that one first. It's a two-part question, but give me the first answer on that. Uh, number one waiver, should he pick up Freeman? Because he already has A.A. Ron Ekilar, Cook, and Mixon. I don't think you actually need to spend your number one waiver wire on Freeman because you have, first of all, Dalvin Cook is, loaded. to me, you're loaded at running back, Whoa. right? You have, you have arguably, coming into the season, three of the top, you know, 15 picks. So kudos to you there. So no, I don't think you need Freeman. I would hold on to your pick if you, if waiver wires, if you don't use it this week, maybe wait for a better wide receiver to come out. Uh, no, you don't need Devontae Freeman in this situation. It's, right, it's, the, yeah. the same texture, by the way, says same league. I need one Will Fuller V Ruggs, Larry Fitz or Jarvis Landry. He already is starting Cooper cup. And Allen Robinson, it looks like. Wow, this guy's right, so loaded, right? Yeah, he's loaded, but he's still, it makes sense because Cooper Cup, good, and Robinson, good. I'm happy you have him. But those are definitely uh, the right wide receivers when you have, you obviously address running back, running back, running back in your first three picks. And I love that strategy. So you did good there. Um, no, right now, out of those guys, I would pick Jarvis Landry out of all of them. They're the safest right now. Fuller V, we discussed. I don't trust his injuries. He might not play this week. Ruggs can't be trusted with his one catch for four yards. And Derek Carr does not throw a good long ball, which doesn't bode well for him. Fitzgerald is not to be started really in any league. But, you know, Jarvis Landry has been pretty good. So I would go with Landry as the last person to start there. All right, here's a good one for you. What do you think for this flex position spot? Uh, it looks like Jersey Joe Mixon, Hunter Henry, or Mike Kosicki. Uh, also, out of uh, Henry and Gasicki, which is your number one guy this week? Okay, well, that was a little silly. You're starting Joe Mixon over any of the tight ends as right. your flex play. That's a absolute no-brainer against the Philadelphia Eagles. I like Gasicki over uh, Henry. That's just for me right now. I'm high on Gasicki. I see a guy with incredible hands. Finally, the Dolphins are doing right by him and using him and basically looking like a wide out. He's a player that is highly – I'm really excited for Thursday Night Football, and that's just to watch the Dolphins, but also to really watch Jacecki and how he is utilized in the Chan Gailey offense in Week 3. So I would go with Jacecki over Henry for many reasons, especially because Fitzpatrick and or even if Tua gets run, they'll, they'll look at the tight end quite a bit. All right, well, speaking of that tight end position, before we get to your tight end uh, pick of the week, last week's tight end pick of the week was who, my man? It was Janu Smith. And how did Janu Smith play last week? He played where I think after the first quarter, I was already quite satisfied because <laughs> the first play of the game, he drops about a 45-yarder. Then right. he gets a touchdown for about you know 12 yards, adds another touchdown. Unbelievable tight end pick of the week. I was a little nervous because the first week, new segment, new year, tight end of the week, I recommended Darren Waller. Wow, was I one week off on that guy, by the way. Right, Darren right. Waller, what a beast. Um, again, I was just a week off, but I'm proud of my week too because Janu Smith is uh, still an under-the-radar player, but if you guys watched him, huge part of the offense, and with A.J. Brown out, 
Janu Smith still remains a player that I highly believe at tight end. I believe he went four for 84 and two touchdowns, right? That was his week last week. Exactly. Most of it in the first quarter, Woo! but yes, right. it was. Uh, okay. I mean, listen, when you're recommending Janu Smith as the tight end of the week and he has that kind of game, yeah, it's doing the. Right. I don't know if you could hear that through the radio, but I was no, just beating could. my chest. Good. It was well okay. done by you. Yeah, you can feel good everything. about it. Yeah, the mic is very sensitive. You can hear anything there. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised it took you uh, one hour and 47 minutes uh, to make the chest beating uh, sound on that one. I figured that would come out right after the bat. All right, so with that said, the new segment we have here on Zach and the Nose, the tight end of the week. Instead of doing a whole bunch of tight ends to give out, we gave you the tight end of the week the last couple of weeks, and uh, Nose just talked about it. This week's tight end of the week is who? I mean, we've just discussed it over and over again. So imagine me at the poker table with all of my chips, right. and I'm just all in right now on Mike Jacecki, tight end of the week for your Miami Dolphins. I see him on a bunch of waiver wires right now. Pick him up and start him. There is very few tight ends that I ha- see having a better game besides your superstar guys, your your Wallers, your Kelseys. Now with Kittle out, I expect Jacecki to have another monster game. I'm expecting a long touchdown from him. I'm expecting over 100 yards. So I'm expecting yet another Janu Smith type of performance. And your Miami Dolphins, Mike Jacecki, is the nose tight end of the week. Right. He had a great week last week. Targeted 11 times last week. He's turning out to be Ryan Fitzpatrick's one of his favorite targets out there, especially with Devontae Parker kind of banged up or in crazy matchups each week. Mike Kosicki last week, eight catches, a buck 30, and a touchdown, 11 targets. That is a monster game from Mike Kosicki there. We have a couple minutes left here if you want to get a couple text messages in. 305-567-0560. That is the text machine uh, for that, I guess the text uh, one that came in a little bit earlier uh, was asking about those Buffalo Bills uh, running backs, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. I know we were a little high on them uh, earlier. Uh, what do you think about those two guys, especially with the offense that Buffalo's kind of running right now and the fact that Josh Allen also runs the ball for this team? It's kind of the Cam Newton uh, kind of way, except last week, dude threw for 417 yards. But Singletary Moss, your thoughts on those guys going forward? It's a great question uh, by the text machine guy, because if you have both of them, you're looking at it and you're thinking, what do I do? And you know what? It's not an easy answer because we are not the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. So we really don't know their usage per week. Week one, Zach uh, Moss got the goal line carries. Week two, um, Devin Singletary got more carries and more reception. it's, It's really a 50-50 mix between the two of them. And what I don't like is that Josh Allen is going to score at least five to seven touchdowns on the ground, which is going to take away from both of them. So still, though, I lean Singletary to start. He is their starter, and he is getting a slightly more percentage of plays on the field. So just due to usage and volume, I will go with Singletary over Bush. But overall right now, it's not a situation I love and I would try to avoid starting both of them if I have the depth to be able to do that. Another interesting one that came in a little bit earlier was talking about the Dolphins' backfield. Uh, crowded backfield, and the one guy I did not think would get carries in that backfield as much, uh, especially with signing Matt Breida or training for Matt Breida in the offseason and signing Jordan Howard. Uh, Miles Gaskin looks like he's the guy getting the most play. Uh, is Miles Gaskin, I mean, outside of you being in a 16 team league, 
Right. Like, I don't even think, like, does anyone even know who Miles Gaskin is outside of South Florida? Miles Gaskin right now, I believe he was a seventh round pick last year, is now basically the guy in Miami. Whether you've heard of him or not out there, I don't know if he's worth a pickup. Seven for 46 last week, and he did get a bunch of uh, catches too. I think he went six for 36 uh, catching the ball. So he did get you some points last week, but... If you're in real deep leagues, okay. That's why I no, said 16-team league. It's right? got to be deeper than a rap game deep, okay? <laughs> you know, like real deep. You uh, Sure, you could give a speculative ad, but you're not starting any Miami Dolphins running backs, okay? Let's right. watch on Thursday night. Let's see how they spread the ball. But exactly what I just said, it seems like Howard's going to be the guy who's going to be getting the goal lines. Listen, we don't know the answer, but you know, if you're a guy that's in South Florida, because that's who we're speaking to right now, and you love to start South Florida guys, do not go ahead and get your cheap thrill by starting a running back. Go with Devontae Parker if you had him on your roster. Jacecki, we've talked about. Man, even if you have a two-quarterback league and it's deep and you had an injury, I don't even mind starting Fitzpatrick. But please, no running backs. Right, no gasket. Someone starts gasket, I'd be very surprised uh, this week. All right, it's basically the end of the show. Here knows you know what that means. It's time for the award-winning segment we bring to you every single week where the nose puts his nose on the line and gives you somebody that he love, love, loves this week. So this week, the nose pick of the week is... Love the music here, too. Does it throw you off, Nose, or no? Does it throw me off? No, I'm okay right now. Are we ready to roll? <laughs> of course, it's up to you. Nose, give me your nose pick of the week, damn it. That's going to be Kenyon Drake. That's Whoa. right, people. Yes, your former Miami Dolphin, Kenyon Drake. People drafted Kenyon Drake in the middle of the second round and towards the end of the third round. Well... He's been good, but not great so far, right? He's had 60 yards on the ground in his first game and 86, 86 yards in the second game. Well, I'm here to tell you, this is the game where you're going to be like, you're damn right I took Kenyon Drake. You see what Aaron Jones did last week against Detroit, Zach? Well, I think Kenyon Drake could have a, just as big a game. I'm going monster big. 140 total yards Whoa. and two touchdowns. And uh, listen, if Kyler, if Kyler doesn't snake him, we're talking about a real big top three fantasy player running back, Kenyon Drake, nose pick of the week. I like it. I like it a lot, by the way. And in the middle of you doing that, my video went out. So if you don't see me, that's the reason why. Um, yeah, Kenyon Drake, that's an interesting one this week. That Arizona offense, by the way, really fun to watch. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenyon Drake, like that's that's fun if stuff. If you have one of those three players, yep. and especially I know you have Kyler Murray. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a that is a fun, fun place to be with the right coach, with the right quarterback. DeAndre Hopkins there, but I'm telling you, Kenyon Drake is the guy to have this week. Big, big week coming from him. And you know what? You guys, you deserved it because you drafted him around 15th to 20th overall. This is your time, guys. Enjoy Kenyon Drake this week. Right. All right. Kenyon Drake is the nose pick of the week. Folks, that's going to do it uh, for us this week. Big thanks to Danny Garcia, who's back in the studios tonight. 
uh, for us here on 560 QAM. The nose is in the Weston uh, area tonight. If you see him driving around, you can honk at him. Uh, if you didn't get your questions answered uh, today during the show via text message, you could always tweet at the nose. He's at Spencer Nose, N-O-S-E on Twitter. He will answer your text. By the way, always a good uh, person to text Sunday morning in the 9 to 11 hour uh, a.m. because he is all over the computer and everyone in the world is texting that guy or tweeting at that guy early in the morning. What do you, what do you, what's your 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. like real quickly on Sunday morning? Uh, I spin around my house, literally. I am very ADD for those who <laughs> experience really? ADD. Really? Yeah. yeah, 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 no, no kidding, right? I am literally... I'm answering texts by so many people. I have to set my lineups. I have to make sure that I am not the you know a goat by screwing up. I'm not taking, say, George Kittle out of a lineup because someone's depending on me to do it. My wife wants to kill me because I have a three-year-old and a nine-year-old who need to be entertained. Right. And I am just focused. But the problem is that I wake up early. I have hours until 1 p.m. But once 1 p.m. comes... Oh, it's a good time, and it's nap time for the little one. So That's right. All right, so tweet at the nose if you need any more questions answered. For Danny Garcia back at the Intercom Studios, and for the nose and myself, I'm Zach Grant. That is Spencer Nose. This is Zach of the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shores. Barring anything happening, we'll speak to you next Thursday. Thank you for listening. Sunday, bloody Sunday is over, and now we're into week three 48 hours from now, Miami and Jacksonville kick things off. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you, as always, for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.